thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on stories of the week. So, our first guest today to talk about this particular uh, issue is Councillor Ron Harris, who is the MMC for Community Development in Johannesburg. Councillor, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Ms. Michelle Constant, and good morning to the listeners. Councillor, let's talk to this article that came out. Uh, it's not uh, the only thing that has been said over the last year or two and possibly even longer. And certainly on my timeline, people were tweeting about it as well and uh, asking when the story was going to be raised. What is actually going on at the Johannesburg Art Gallery and what is the city of Johannesburg doing about it? Well, Michelle, this is such an interesting story. Uh, because, you know, we're looking here at a clash of cultures, so to speak. Uh, because if you remember that South Africa is one of the most, um, if not the most, uh, unequal society in the world. And we're looking at people who are desperate for finding food, clothing and shelter. And the city has to balance uh, the arts, and, and the art world um, in relation to um, providing services, basic services. So the arts will be seen as a probably a, a vanity project. But having said that... I'm appalled when that, I hear that said. I'm appalled. Yes, but anyway, ha- let's continue. Absolutely. Having, having said that, I think we, we are, in my department particularly, is a... Um, is in charge of the spiritual, physical, and mental yeah. condition of the city. Yeah. So we are duty-bound. We are absolutely duty-bound to ensure that our heritage is well-kept, it is preserved, and that we leave something for, our, for future generations to ponder upon. Now, um, if we're going to be starting to look at pointing fingers uh, at where the problems went on, we need to separate issues here. The one is that we need to look at the condition of the invaluable pieces that are that form part of the um, collection, yeah. and we then we need to look at the structure in which these pieces are held. Now, if I can put the art lovers' uh, minds at rest, you know, the, wait, Councillor Harris, I'm going to stop yeah. you there because. You're creating a division here, and this is the division that that really makes my gut tense. When you talk about putting art lovers' minds at rest, this is not about putting art lovers' minds at rest. If we're going to talk about Johannesburg as a world-class city, part of a world-class city is to have these kinds of institutions. And besides which, it's not just the art lovers to whom these artworks belong. These artworks belong to all South Africans, when they are donated or bought by our taxpayers' money, which they were historically done, or people donated it, they donated it to all the citizens of Joburg. So let's not say art lovers, because that's disingenuous. Yeah, if you if you'd, um, if you just listen very carefully to yeah. what I said, I say that my department is responsible for the entire city of Johannesburg. We're looking for rich and poor, black, white, or yes. everybody. That's what our department is. There's nothing, absolutely nothing, about creating uh, distinctions. It is the art lovers that are uh, the ones that are vocal about the condition of of the city. Because you must remember, 
most of most of our people are uh, migrants into the city. We we they're coming to look for the pot of gold in Johannesburg, sure. and we have to create that environment for them to be there. Now it doesn't matter wherever people come from. We have to create the environment for uh, and and the platform for anybody to enjoy. Um, the heritage that has been left for us from the time that the city of Johannesburg has been built. So I'm not creating no divisions at all. In fact, what I'm trying to do is to say, listen, let us not be looking at what has happened in the past, because if you're going to be looking at what has happened in the past, where do we start? So where we I hear you, and I, I agree with you. We need to move forward. I would like to hear more kind of conversation, perhaps about um, the fact that we do see creativity and the arts yes yes and we we are an absolutely rich country when it comes to the arts whether it's visual art performing arts all of that absolutely yes and we we are we are duty bound to preserve this now um the 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 challenges are in terms of the the collection itself the pieces and that's why i'm saying that those pieces are in absolute safe hands there is no issue with them, with the exception of the reported theft of a couple of geolo- uh, geological pieces. And I, I understand those are quite valuable pieces that have been stolen. But the rest of the, um, the collection is in absolutely safe hands. There's no doubt about it. Whether um, pictures are shown of uh, puddles of water, which has been described as flooded floors, um, with, uh, those pieces are, uh, are in good keeping. The problem lies with the structure of the of the museums, and the structure we have challenges in that the original building in Jubair Park was built in 1915, then there was uh, uh, renovations in 1947, and then the final straw that broke the camel's back was the renovation that took place in 1987, and that is when when the um, the rot really started, so to speak. So we're sitting here in 2022. What do we do about what we have in our hands? And to that effect, I um, know that an architectural firm has uh, been on the verge of completing a report uh, detailing the entire condition of uh, the JAG. And we are looking at ways and means of funding the repairs that's going to be taking place. But now, we have to look, we mustn't look at JAG in isolation. We must look at JAG as part of this rejuvenation of the inner city. Yeah. So what we, the, the plans that we have in place, and these are various options. Uh, one option was to move to a, um, a satellite site, uh, probably in Brownfontein somewhere. The other was to move to Rosebank, also a satellite site, while the uh, main buildings are being repaired. Uh, the, the third option was to move to Main Street where the old Anglo-American uh, buildings are uh, and create a, a, an art precinct in that entire area. Now, we must give praise and honor and thanks to those patrons who have supported uh, the Johannesburg Arts Gallery over the years. And I think Anglo-American stands at the forefront of it. Mm. There are many other people who have um, put their dug deep into their pockets to ensure that Johannesburg prevents, presents to South Africa Africa and the rest of the world a, an art gallery and a museum 
that is of world-class standard. And that's the direction that we're taking right now. So, so, I, so, so sorry, just to interrupt. So just for clarity, sure. we, is you're saying that this that the artworks may very well go to the precinct of Anglo-American uh, in town and create an art precinct? That's right, indeed. And, and again, let's not look at this in isolation, okay? Because what we are, what we are also working on is the St. Mary's Cathedral in Hook Street. Yeah. We're looking at turning that into the Desmond Dubé, uh, pardon me, uh, Desmond, Tute, Desmond Tutu uh, precinct. Um, you look at the Main Street precinct at, at the moment, you look at the F&B precinct that is being uh, renovated. Um, if, you, if you look at that, in um, in addition to the Buyam uh, Tetu policing strategy that is being introduced, you look at the economic development strategies that are being introduced to rejuvenate the city, then it makes sense to take the art gallery down to Main Street and create... Um, a, a precinct that is also going to be world class in that we look at contemporary art as well as so, uh, historical uh, Councillor, I need to, I need to. Sorry, my my apologies. I do need to pause you so we can go to a spot break. When we come back, um, I'd like to go to our second guest, Stephen Sack. But I would like to come back to you with regards to this precinct. But let's just go to the break first. At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. We are with thought leaders, storytellers and griots. And we're looking at a story that came out in the Mail and Guardian written by the journalist Melody Emmett with a focus on the various different museums which are leaking and she talks of disintegrating buildings, including the Johannesburg Art Gallery, Museum Africa and others. We've been chatting to Councillor Ron Harris, MMC for Community Development, looking at some of those issues and uh, he is focusing on the possibility of relocating at least part of the Johannesburg Art Gallery collection to the vacated Anglo-American offices at 44 Main Street. We've also got a Stephen Sack, who is an artist, a curator and cultural specialist on the line. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Good morning. Stephen, you um, are, if, if I understand correctly, are you one of the supporters of taking the um, collection and relocating it out of the Johannesburg Art Gallery? Well, look, I mean, we're doing much more than that. I mean, firstly, I'd like to um, really thank the councillor, Ronald Harris. Um, things are moving. We've had a group lobbying the city um, for a while now, and we had responses and we had interactions with the previous NMC, but we're kind of concerned about the fact that things take so long um, just remember, you end up with contractors on site when a building is in a state of collapse. And the contractors are not managed by the Department of Arts and Culture. They're managed by the JDA as a proxy and the Johannesburg Property Company. And uh, they've made bad appointments. Um, so you've had people coming into heritage buildings with no knowledge of how to maintain, restore them, um, and you have the director kept at arm's length. Um, And so it's part of the systemic breakdown, and in fact the breakdown of the social compact that used to hold the art gallery together. The art gallery was a very important aspect of it has been the friends 
when I was the director of, uh, of this, in the city of Johannesburg, and Clive Kellner ran a very dynamic program for an extended period, um, the Friends were absolutely critical as a part of the ecosystem that is now called the social compact. So I think w- what we have to do immediately is get the friends back on board, and we then need to, through that agency, extend the conversation. Um, you know, we're not going to move the collection in the lifetime of Councillor Harris as a ward councillor, as, as the MMC. That, that is in a sort of five to ten year window. Well, give, give Councillor Harris, may, who knows? Councillor Harris may be with us for longer than five years. Who, like, let's not. Uh, He's going to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do, if he um, assures us that the collection is fine, then we've got to start talking about how you get there. Because if you're a woman and you want to go all, but let's take a woman as a case study. If you want to visit the Johannesburg Art Gallery, you can't get there by public transport. The closest public transport, you're going to have to walk through a neighborhood which is very congested and very overused and lots of taxis and really quite threatening. So you can't get to the gallery. You can't get into the building. Uh, And we've tried. I mean, for 15 years, the city has been trying to address the problems in the inner city. It's going to still take a long time. The art gallery cannot continue to be in that location in the city. But that's a long-term problem, um, or medium to long-term. What we've got to do is we've got to see what are the short-term interventions that can be done. And those can be done working with getting the staff to be able to work with the community and not have to be responsible for a collection. So get the collection out of the building um, into safe off-site storage. That's very common. And then you free up. Even the infrastructure in as bad a condition as it is, you free it up to be used as a kind of people's gathering place and a place for curating projects. Stephen, I hear hear you, but we've seen what happened, for example, to the drill hall. And there was a very similar there was a very similar situation where people said, Yes, we're gonna we renovate it and they did and it looked fantastic and suddenly it's gone. It's gone. How do we know that the building that's won't the be social kept? compact? That you've gotta get the social compact back in place. You've gotta get the people who so, you know, this thing of art lovers, let's not let's talk about the kind of the critical workers in the sector. Um, that support an art gallery. You know, they are the artists, they're the collectors, they are the but friends. Let, Stephen, unfortunately, we are going to have to tighten up because I need to go back to Ron Harris. But I, my, my, yeah, sure. my, my uh, argument potentially against you on this one, and it's not, and, and you know me, I stand for what gets rightly done, um, is that we talk social compact extremely glibly. Now, we know that social compact is, in fact, part of the NEDLAC engagement. And that is their mandate, is to understand social compact. But very clearly, the creative sector is not part of NEDLAC. It is often perceived by as, as more of an informal sector, and even communities that are part of NEDLAC don't get the kind of forceful, powerful engagement that perhaps labor and the like do. So I, I, 
I worry that we, we very glibly use this word social compact, but don't necessarily uh, ensure that we understand how that process would work. But Michelle, the department that's responsible at the national level for the social compact is arts and culture. Social cohesion, the, the report... Social, social compact, compact is not social is cohesion. ...written by Mistra. It's commissioned by, was commissioned by the National Department of Arts and Culture. I, so, I hear you. And our but, sector but let's, Stephen, is let's not going to go to a Nedlack door. We're not a formalised... Yes, but let's... So let's not... Let's not confuse social compact and social cohesion. They're two very, very different things. Stephen, I do have to leave it there. I'm really sorry sure. because I want to go back uh, to Councillor. It's a long conversation. It's a, thanks for yeah, pulling us together. It's, it's a very, very powerful conversation. Councillor, yeah. I suppose my last question to you is if we see this huge collection and very valuable collection and important collection for our city and for Hello. our country. Hi, oh. Councillor. You're with us. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with sorry. you there. Apologies. Um, I just wanted to ask you, if we see um, the collection being moved, as um, both Stephen and yourself are suggesting, and it makes sense. I mean, I completely agree with Stephen that if we need to get the building sorted and we, we need to get a deeper understanding of the building in the community and in the city, and it may be that we need to put the artwork somewhere else. But my concern would be if we do see it shifting to another space, you're talking about the vacated Anglo-American offices, if we do see that happening, do we know for sure that, um, A, we will ever get back to the gallery? And perhaps you think, no, that's not necessarily necessary, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Or do we know that that work will be protected and that the people of the city will have access to it at any point in the near and long future? Well, I think Mr. Stephen Sack hit the nail on the head when he was speaking about the social compact. Yeah. Because we started that engagement on Friday yeah. with um, interested parties, interested stakeholders. Yeah. And I think that body needs to be broadened out a bit as well. But this is what I can say. We've been very, very brilliant on planning uh, in the past. Yeah. And I'm not going to make any comments about political um, decisions and all of that stuff, but the plans have been brilliant. It's been the implementation <laughs> that has been that has been sad. Yeah. So this time this time around, I think <laughs> we need to be looking at the the planning is there. Now we're going to be implementing, and I think with the leadership of our current uh, mayor, we are dead on track in terms of saying let's plan, but let us implement because its uh, plans are useless without implementation. So I can give you this categorical assurance with people like uh, Ms. Flo Bird around, yes. with people like Mr. Stephen Sack around, we certainly will be able to together uh, deliver to the city a uh, product that is going to be of world-class standard, and I'm looking forward to that project. Councillor, we uh, are delighted to hear you say that, and whatever support we can give you, certainly that I can give you in my own capacity, I look forward to doing it. And uh, I agree Thank with you. Stephen, I think, to go forward with as much of a positive attitude as we can to really make a difference and make change. So ideas and planning are great, but as you say, operations and activity are even better. So thank you so much for that. You're most welcome. Thank you. And
That's Councillor Ron Harris and before that uh, Stephen Sack, who is a also a cultural uh, specialist working in that field as well. It's a fascinating conversation and certainly one where we are seeing more and more people get involved, getting engaged and getting uh, really I suppose really uh, participating in a way that makes a lot of sense. I look forward to us taking that conversation th- further, uh, much more further, if one can say that. Oh, my language is just a bit of a mess here.